Welcome back to episode 80, where we are talking food combining so you don't have to do elimination diets. Welcome back to the Thriving Thyroid Podcast, where we choose to become empowered patients and take our health into our own hands. Hi, I'm Shannon Hansen, a Christian entrepreneur, a mom of three, and after dealing with my own health mysteries, I made it my mission to learn everything I could about the thyroid. I soon became certified as a holistic wellness practitioner, a functional nutrition practitioner, and a functional diagnostic practitioner, and so much more. After that, I founded the revolutionary thyroid program, The Hansen Method. As a health professional and a mom, I fully understand the importance of having a fun, simple, and sustainable plan for achieving a responsive thyroid. So I share actionable and practical strategies for developing a responsive thyroid so that the ambitious moms and women can gain freedom from fatigue and lose the thyroid weight once and for all. Each week, I will be here for you. Along with my guest experts, we will be sharing simple and tangible tips that work for not only your thyroid, your hormones, your family, and your mindset so that you can get back to living the life that you envision for yourself. Welcome to the Thriving Thyroid Podcast. All right, you guys, welcome back to the Thriving Thyroid Podcast. I am excited to be here today. Um, today has actually been kind of a stressful day. <laughs> um, if I'm completely honest, I woke up, long story short, woke up to find my Facebook business fan page was hacked. And that meant that they are trying to use my account to, I don't know, I don't know exactly, poach clients, use my money to make them money, that kind of thing. Um, so I have had to turn off all my accounts um, disconnect everything, order new cards, close accounts, all, all of the things that I was not planning on doing today. <laughs> um, but I have to give myself a big pat on the back because I handled this situation so much better than I would have even a year ago. And I've learned a couple things. So number one, I am really, really trying to adopt the motto in my life that nothing is an emergency. And I, for a long time in my life, I felt like you had to make quick, fast decisions. Now, I am a quick, fast decision maker. Um, if you guys follow Carol Tuttle, she there are four energy types. I'm a 3-1, if that means anything to you. Um <laughs> Basically, I means I'm really bossy and I move very quickly and I make fast decisions and I just am ready to get up and go and do and accomplish all of the things all at once. And I was able to hold my composure a little bit better today. And I just called my husband and very calmly was like, hey, this is what's happening. You know, I, I don't know what's happening. And I was able to think through and rationalize through a lot of the situation instead of going into that fight or flight, freak out mode. <laughs> um, and for me, it's not so much yelling. It's more of like a tone of voice where you can hear the agitation. And I am just so proud of myself. I was able to remain calm and I was able to 
effectively communicate with my husband and also my children today. They were like, mommy, we want to order this and we want to do this and we want friends to come over. And I was just like, listen, you guys, I need to take care of these things. And then we can have all of these conversations about friends coming over and you wanting to buy and order and make and do and whatever you're trying to talk to me about right now, because my brain I cannot compute all of the things you are trying to tell me right now in this moment. All right. Okay. So kudos to me. The second thing I wanted to tell you is as I'm going through this, I picked up or I dropped my daughter off at her horseback and I came home and I was like, I'm going to just take another minute to water the plants because I had literally just found out about this a little bit before. Um, and I spent a few minutes and I was watering the plants and I was looking at everything and nothing's coming up. There was no plants popping through and I'm just watering dirt essentially. And I had this thought and whatever you believe in, I believe in God, you know, the Holy Ghost, the Holy Spirit, the light of Christ, gut, whatever you want to label it. That is what happened for me. I have this thought come to me as I am doing this. And it said something along the lines of your efforts aren't going in vain. And that meant a lot to me in that moment (laughs) because here I am watering dirt and I'm trying to build this business and I'm trying to do all these things. And I felt like somebody else is trying to take away and rob, you know, different parts of my business. And I just very clearly felt like your efforts aren't going in vain. And I believe that that is happening for you women on the other side of this microphone, that your efforts with your thyroid, with your body, they are not going in vain. Every time you eat a good fruit, a good vegetable, a good protein, every time you walk, every time you take a good supplement, every time you you put forth the work and the effort to go to sleep and have a good sleep hygiene and all of those things, all of those dietary lifestyle supplement things, when they are good, those efforts are not going in vain. Just like me watering the dirt that had nothing popping up on it yet. There is what is called the law of gestation and I have to wait X amount of days before the the seed is able to germinate and pop through and and begin to grow and produce all the fruits and veggies and stuff that we have planted. And oftentimes that is how our body works as well. There is a period of time between us eating a healthy meal or eating multiple healthy meals, hopefully changing the diet and lifestyle and you actually accomplishing the end result. And this is why I am passionate about having this podcast as a free resource to you guys and teaching you the skills and the strategies that you need. But it's also why I am so passionate about working with the women that I am working with inside the Hanson Method and also our monthly coaching subscription, because not only do I get to tell you the what and the why and the who and the when and the where, but I get to tell you the how. And not only do I get to tell you the how, but I get to help you implement all of these different skills and strategies that are going to be unique to you and your body. Because let me tell you, 
talking to hundreds, thousands of people who are downloading these episodes and listening, your lifestyle is going to be drastically different and you're going to probably need some help and some coaching along the way. For me, I'm cooking for a family of six. Well, actually a family of five, but because my baby is not eating (laughs) solid foods yet, she is still on breast milk. Versus someone who is living alone and cooking for themselves and maybe they're working full time. You know, that is a very different situation. Okay, cooking for one, cooking for six. And oftentimes we have other kids here. And so I'm not just cooking for six, I'm cooking for 10. Um, (laughs) It's kind of a running joke that my mom shows up always at dinner time. Doesn't matter if we're eating early or late, she just happens to show up at that time. So anyways, okay, let's move forward and discuss the food combining. So The art of food combining is really important for you guys to understand. And one of the things that I teach all of my clients to do, and this is our monthly topic this month in the coaching membership. And we are talking about how to food combine because in the realm of um, autoimmunity, of thyroid, I feel like a lot of practitioners out there talk about elimination diets. And the benefit of elimination diets being, you know, therapeutic and beneficial and wonderful. And what I have found is that once we learn the art of food combining, um, we don't necessarily have to do elimination diets. Every once in a while, in rare cases, when we can't figure everything out, yes, elimination diets are key. But I love the, the food combining process. And I don't know very many practitioners out there, actually, I can't even think of one off the top of my head that actively teaches food combining because it's one of those things that is, you kind of have to dig for it, I guess. So anyways, I'm going to be teaching you guys about it um, because I have just had some really amazing and incredible success with my clients when it comes to food combining. But really quick, I want to share a success story that just came out today um, from our client, Vicki. And she said, I wanted to share my win. I was at the endocrinologist on Wednesday. I got my blood work results back and I started with Shannon in April 2021. So it's been about a year now when my TSH levels were 6.5. It has taken a lot of learning and back and forth but I've been feeling good besides the stress. And she has some family dynamic things happening right now that would cause, I think, anybody some stress because it has to do with her kid. Um, Anyways, my TSH is now 1.631. I am super happy about this. I could go do a happy dance. You guys, I really believe that a lot of this is because of the food combining. Okay, so enough about that. I'm going to try to keep this short and sweet um, and to the point (laughs) so that you guys can get what you need to out of this. So the art of food combining is a process in which how we put those meals together that keeps our stomach happy. So no one likes a grumbling stomach. Nobody likes gas, indigestion, distension, so that bloating. Um, a sour stomach, acid reflux, and all of that has been modernized. I shouldn't say modernized. That's not the right word. It has been made, quote unquote, common 
in modern society. So many of us think of food combining is kind of a science and it's governed by the laws of chemistry. So if good digestion was a, a simple matter of chemical combinations, we could easily satisfy the question by a simple food combining chart, right? Follow this chart, therefore you will have X results. When it comes to good digestion though, everything matters. Everything matters. Lifestyle, emotion, attitude, timing, habits, environment, all contribute to how your body is absorbing and assimilating these foods. And that's part of the reason why I told you this story at the beginning of the episode today. So the whole scenario of your daily lives figure into the efficiency and the effectiveness of our stomachs. Digestion is not about getting food in handouts, right? Like it's not about like eat this and therefore this happens. It's about the absorption and the assimilation of the nutrients for the construction and the repair of the cells and the nourishment inside your body. So our bodies are endowed with this miraculous and amazing equipment and these small tiny adjustments will begin to add up and make these massive changes inside the body and help with the improvement of the digestion and the assimilation and the absorption of everything. I have to pause here for just one second. Um, I had a client, actually, she's not a client. She's a member of our Facebook group who I have had many conversations with. And recently she started noticing the gas, the sour stomach, um, all of these digestive issues while she's eating or after she eats, even when she's taking digestive enzymes. And I kind of told her, I said, you know, I, I don't know all of the details of your specific case, but you need to look into the reaction of histamine foods. Now, as a practitioner, I also know there are certain minerals that are missing from this particular person, and that needs to also be taken into consideration in how her body is reacting while she's eating, okay? So if she was my client and I was working with her and we had done all the testing, I would have her increase certain foods to bring down that histamine response inside of her body in addition to food combining. And again, this is why having a coach is going to be invaluable to so many of you guys um, because we can see different things and give you different suggestions. Okay, so let's keep going. So while there are many, many different theories on food combining, I really want to keep it as simple as possible for you guys. Guys, so after deciding how much to eat and the right amount of food and focusing on some of those unconscious and troublesome habits, whether we're eating for that emotional thing. Um, I have a lot of teachers that are like, as soon as the kid walks out the door, I just want all of the chocolate, <laughs> you know, and those are some of those unconscious or troublesome habits that we need to kind of turn our attention away from so that we can remain focused on the reality of the meals and the decision and the decisions that we are making in terms of what to put together. So our world is vast 
and we have international food distribution systems that have allowed us this amazing opportunity to eat, to import food and eat food as convenience, right? Um, and, and also the modern day um, conveniences of fast food, drive throughs all of that. And those things do make it more difficult for our digestion. So let's get into some of the tips in how to do this. Um, first, we want to limit water intake with foods and meals. Okay. So depending on the practitioner, um, I like to tell my clients to cut out water intake before and after meals about 30 minutes. Some people will say longer. I say about 30 minutes is fine. And if you do need to take a drink of food, a drink of food, a drink of water or something along those lines, take small sips. So we really don't want more than about two, maybe three ounces because those, anything more than the, just a few sips of water with a meal is going to dilute the digestive enzymes found in the stomach acid, compromising our ability to break down food. So here Inside my coaching, my recommendations, we want to restrict drinking a little bit with meals. I get that sometimes we feel like we need that sip, so just keep that to a, a, a small amount. Okay, um, let's cover the sensible order of digestion. So what we're kind of looking at here is what is more dense and what is less dense, okay? So water and juices, they are the first to digest. Then fruit, smoothies, and soups, those are all next. Then vegetables, and then we have beans and legumes, um, grains, those types of things. And lastly, we have um, meat, fish, and poultry. So although our, sim our systems are not as simple as the, the pipes in our house, the laws of gravity and the mechanisms or the mechanics of moving fluid through the tubes do apply. Food can be categorized according to their density and their water content, as well as the complexity of fats and carbs and proteins. So the more dense and the more complex the food is, the longer its journey through our digestive tract it will take, right? So the longer, um, the longer amount of time it will take to go through, but also to break down and to be absorbed. Okay, so the absorption and the assimilation here. Mixing foods of different categories and different densities complicates the digestive system and can slow the whole system down. This is why we need to be very careful about what we are combining together and when we're eating some of these things, okay? So the digestive tract that is constantly backed up and clogged, constipation, okay, aka constipation, sets the stage for digestive disorders such as constipation, diarrhea, that swinging back and forth between constipation and diarrhea, um, parasites, and ultimately diseases like ulcerative colitis, Crohn's disease, diverticulitis, and maybe even possibly colon cancer. So in efforts to keep this, like I said, as simple as possible right now, easy to digest foods are gonna be water, juice, fruit, smoothies, soups, and some of those vegetables. 
the harder to digest foods are going to be um, vegetables, the more dense vegetables, beans, grains, meat, fish, and poultry. Okay. So according to this theory, the easiest foods to digest are going to be liquid. It's obvious that water is going to be the easiest to digest of anything, but in turn, anything with a high water concentrate will also be easy to digest. This means fruit and veggie juice, light broths, light veggie broths, um, and, and most soups. Okay. So here are the four tips. There might be a few more. <laughs> um, actually, before we get into tips, I am going to give you just a quick rundown of how I would do things. Okay. So melons, melons are primarily made up of water. Okay. Um, and mixing them with anything can cause fermentation and gas and bloating, especially if our digestive system is already compromised with low stomach acid and all of the things. So I do recommend eating melons alone, away from a meal, eat them for a snack, eat them, eat all of the melons. Okay. There are so many benefits and, um, to melon and fruit, but just for the sake of easing up on our digestive system, melons as a snack alone, away from food. Okay. Second thing, fruit should be eaten as a snack or for breakfast. Okay. Kind of depending. Um, and as an added bonus to keep your blood sugars more stable and level, um, eat them with a fat. So for example, that apple and peanut butter, oranges and cashews, peaches and raw pumpkin seeds, bananas and almond butter. You guys get the idea. Now I do have fruit smoothies in the morning. Um, and I'll just share some of my basic structures. So I use water as my base. Uh, you can use almond milk or coconut milk or whatever milks you guys like. I just like water. I don't know. I've just been doing it for a long time. Um, I also use a protein powder, uh, a plant-based protein powder. And then I put in some fruit and some, uh, some greens. I put some kind of greens in there, whether it's spinach or kale or just some green powder super greens, something along those lines. Okay. So that would fall into category number three. Smoothies can be that complete meal. Once they are blended and well blended, what we want to do when we are drinking them, we don't want to just drink them. Okay. We want to take a second and mix them with the saliva before swallowing because there are digestive enzymes in our mouth that combine with the digestive enzymes in our stomach. And this allows for that optimal digestion. Okay. Um, and then I don't know, I think this is tip number four, <laughs> save those heavier foods, um, such as the grains, the dense vegetables like carrots and potatoes and meats for the meals. Okay. So we're thinking about the density and how they are all going to sit into our digestive system. Okay. Um, so let's review really quickly here. Drink water 30 minutes away from your meal on both ends before and after. Okay. Number two, eat melons alone. Number three, fruit should be eaten as a snack or in smoothies, right? Well blended. 
mix it with the digestive juice. And then number four, eat those heavy, more dense items as meals. All right, you guys, I know this is a lot of information. I would love, love, love to hear about your experience. So come over to Instagram, Thriving Thyroid, and share with me about your experiences. Let me know if you have any questions. Um, Let me know if you are also interested in learning more about our coaching programs. You guys can find all of the links below in the show notes. I will see you on the next. Wait before you go. Please subscribe. If you found value in today's episode, leave us a review and share on Instagram and please tag us. We love your reviews. Pretty please.